When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is Thursday morning. It's the 6th of October, 2022. Daniel Pedro with you broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Just if you are in Sydney at the moment heading to work, be careful. It has been pouring down all day, all night, overnight, and it's still raining as I made my way into work. And looks like we're going to be set for a few days of rain. Also broadcasting through SENQ693 in Brisbane and also SEN1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Open line number the same as always, 1300 01 1170. 1300 01 1170. You can text us on 0457 736 736. It's all before breakfast with Vossi and Brandy uh, through SEN 1170 AM stations in Queensland. You'll take Vossi and Brandy for the first hour, and then Patton Hills will join you. Uh, from 6am local time. A lot to get through this morning. A lot of rugby league news still floating around. Uh, players re-signing. Uh, question marks on a potential coach as uh, reared its head again. We'll get to that in a moment. Cricket last night, it was close. Australia just got over the line. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, and as well as that, we're going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in the United States. A couple of things going on in sport over there, and we'll ask him what the pick of the NFL is coming up this weekend as well. And as always, your call's very important. Uh, call any time. You'll get straight on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 01 1170 or you can send a text 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install the ream at 2 past 5, 2 past 4 in Queensland. Before we get to the news of the day, here's one for you to contribute on the show today. Um, and it came about, uh, as I saw someone on TV, I think it was yesterday morning uh, or Tuesday morning, a childhood heroes. Who was your childhood sporting hero? Who was the one player in any sport? And you hear me a few that got you into maybe rugby league, cricket, football, AFL, any sport, tennis, one 1170 or 0457-736-736 is the text. I say this because I saw Michael Bevan on the TV yesterday morning doing an interview. Um, of course, uh, talking about the T20 World Cup that is coming up. But um, not everyone, not a very good cricketer, but when people say, you know, who were the best cricketers around that time. Uh, Shane Warne, Glenn McGrath, players like that, Ricky Potting. But I'll forever remember Michael Bevan hitting that four. I think it was actually against the West Indies, who ironically we played uh, yesterday in the T20 game up there on the Gold Coast, hitting that four in front of a packed SCG. I think it was about 1996. Now, that did convert me to cricket. I've loved cricket ever since. Of course, rugby league-wise, I was a Roosters fan growing up, so Brad Fittler was probably there. But who was your childhood sporting hero? Who really... 
Who did you really love? Who did you really look up to uh, when you grew up? one 1170 our open line number. Or you can send a text 0457-736-736, your childhood sporting hero. Uh, happy to hear from uh, you this morning in any sport. You can give me a few. You can give me one in rugby league, one in cricket. Uh, you can give me however many you like. 0457-736-736 is the text. Or one 1170 the open line number. We will get to the cricket in just a second. Uh, but firstly, back page of the Daily Telegraph uh, today surrounding the future of Manly coach Des Hasler. Now, if you cast your mind back a month ago, probably just at the end of their campaign and heading into the NRL finals series, there was a lot of talk surrounding Manly. We know how their season ended. They were in the race for the top eight, really up until the whole situation with the jersey and the seven players that stood down against the Roosters, what, about, probably about two and a half, three months ago now, they lost that game to the Roosters. And then, I, I don't think from memory, I don't think they won a game since their season really capitulated. I remember one game where they were absolutely smashed by the Gold Coast Titans up there on the Gold Coast that no one would have thought of. Um, and then we got to the final series, and there was a lot of talk about uh, the finals, quite rightly so, but Manly was sort of a backstory, and then there was a meeting, and everything was sorted. However, uh, Scott Penn is now jetting back into the country to front a board meeting that will determine the future of Coach Des Hasler. Now, sources with knowledge of the situation confirmed that a meeting would be held in coming days and that Hasler's tenure would be at the top of the agenda as the club looks to end the uncertainty around the two-time premiership winner. Now, the coach of the club have been at loggerhead since the end of the season, and there is every chance Hasler has coached last game at Manly. The only issue may be whether he is sacked or opts to walk away. Now, this is interesting because I'm pretty sure um, we heard a month ago that he was pretty much safe for at least next year. Uh, it's understood Hasler has been working on a succession plan that would result in him eventually stepping aside uh, of his own accord. Cronulla assistant Josh Hannay is believed to be his preferred option to take over. However, it is understood Manley has internally discussed a number of coaching alternatives, among them Shane Flanagan, Dean Young, Ben Hornby and Jason Riles. Former South Sydney and Brisbane coach, and you hear him here on SEN as well, Anthony Seabold, who is currently working with Eddie Jones in, in England Rugby Union, also has support within the club. Seabold is a former assistant at the Manly Seagulls and does live on Sydney's northern beaches and has had uh, previous relationships with Daly Cherry Evans and the Trovoyevich brothers. It is understood Seagulls officials are also ready to bring in a senior figure in a consultancy role to work with the coach. That position was likely earmarked for Hasler as part of his transition post-coaching, but should he leave the club in bad circumstances, it is likely Manly officials would explore alternative options. Interest in new coaches will hinge on the outcome of talks with Hasler in the coming days. Uh, it's been revealed that uh, the relations between the club and their coach have soured to the extent that much of their communication is now being conducted through lawyers, although senior figures at Manly have denied those claims. Daily Cherry Evans didn't want uh, to be involved in this. He was interviewed yesterday before the players head over for the World Cup to the UK today. Um, he said that he doesn't really want to be involved with it. He'll always stay in contact with Des. Um Look, I think Des Hasler is a good coach. I know Manly did not end the season the way they wanted to, but 
they made the finals last year. I'm pretty sure they made the preliminary final last year. There were things that went on in that Manly club that I, I personally, I think, probably weren't, wasn't Desenhasler's fault. Definitely not his alone this year. No Tom Dravojevic, of course, the last half of the year as well. Didn't help him. How are you feeling about Des Hasler being part of this manly sign for next year? Or will they look at someone else? And out of the other coaches, Shan Flanagan, Dean Young, Ben Hornby, Jason Riles, Josh Hannay, and Anthony Seabold, who, if it's not Hasler, who is going to be best to coach this manly sign? You feel they are looking for some fresh blood. Do they need an experienced coach like a Shane Flanagan? Or do they or do they go for someone else, someone relatively fresh who hasn't really had any first-grade experience? It's an interesting one, and I think it'll bubble along over the next few days until this board meeting is held. Um, everyone thought Hasler was going to be there for 2023, but maybe not. Your thoughts on that? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy the open line number or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We'll get back to rugby league in a second, but there was cricket last night, as I mentioned, up on the Gold Coast. I must admit, I I didn't watch all of it. I tuned in and watched about half an hour of it. The crowd worried me. I saw a few people posting it on Twitter as well. Just what nine, ten days out from the World Cup. To be fair, it isn't a World Cup match. It was a warm-up match against the West Indies, so I'm not sure how much you can read into it. But they want to be getting bigger crowds when that World Cup does begin next weekend. But they did win Australia. They left it late, though. Uh, Last ball. Um, And there are some chaotic scenes in the last over as well. You would have heard it here on SEN. If you did miss it, though, here's just some of the highlights. Field, just one slip in for Hasselhoff. Oh, he's bowled him. He wound up and left a massive gap. A couple of half centuries in the games against India. Oh, that's oh. just lifted gloriously, so powerfully up over cover and into the second deck. Hazelwood right arm over to the King. Struck on the pads. Is it in line? Umpire says yes. Green to hold it. Backs away and lifts him up. And gets the length and gets the six over cover. That looked effortless. At 30 years of age, is at the non-striker's end. Smith, eight off six. Oh, Oh, that is monstered. That has almost gone roof. That's a third decker. Yannick Karai to face the last ball on debut. Facing Pat Cummins, right arm around. Full toss on about a seven stump line. They try to take the single. Wade throws down the stumps. That will be out, and that will be all she wrote. Nine for 145. He's over the wicket. Thick edge to first slip. Warner's gone. There he is. Green dropped. And now driving outside edge and taken. Caught behind. Here comes the march. Salute. He marches Marches, that's what I'm looking for. Big high knees. Awesome width, and that's punished. Shot. Up into the cut shot early, Finch. Four to point it goes into the rope. Here we go. Oh, oh Green backing over. away, exposed all three. Joseph's too quick at 146 clicks. Implemented a new rule for the slow over rate. Oh, now that's Shot. short, and that is dealt with in the most brutal of fashions. Oh, I don't think they've brought that in just yet. Full of ball, taken off the toes of Finch, and that oh. gets through the infield. Be 50. It's a misfield, and that will be a well earned and well made and well. Needed half century from the Australian captain. Well done, the Grinch. Can Mitchell Stark pierce the field and win it for Australia? Cottrell, left arm over. Stark on strike. Gives him width. Short ball. It just dollies out of the infield. They get one. They will come back. Oh, there's a collision between Charles and Stark. 
unbelievable. Stark hits the deck, which takes um, him over the line to get the run. So even the winning run wasn't simple. Oh, a shirt front, essentially, an Australia win. Oh, my God. A mind-boggling match by three wickets. Yeah, just some of the highlights here on SEN last night. What you didn't hear there was Australia required 11 runs to win in the last over. And the West Indies put down two catches in the final over, which would be very, very disappointing. West Indies with uh, a big chance to win that game against Australia. Uh, now, you would have heard there Aaron Finch scoring 50. He didn't open the batting last night. And he came in uh, fourth and 58 runs of 53 balls. We know the pressure and the criticism that has been on Aaron Finch over the past few months. He hasn't been in great form. Not opening the batting, though, this time. Um, and maybe that's uh, what they might persist with over the World Cup. 58 of 53 balls. David Warner made 14, as did Cameron Green open opening the innings. Matthew Wade not out on 39 as well. So 39 of 29. He was dropped, though, in that third in that last over. On the third delivery, Mitchell Stark was put down next ball. You would have thought if they had caught both of those catches, they would have probably won that match, the West Indies. So Australia 1-0 up in the series. The next match is tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, at the Gabba, you will hear that as well on SEN uh, from around 7 o'clock. So looking forward to that. Good to see uh, Aaron Finch back in form. Did you watch the cricket last night? Um, I'll be interested to know. And I know it always gears up when we get a World Cup um, starting and whatever the World Cup may be, whether it be a one-day World Cup or a T20 World Cup. And it's quite amazing just in terms of sport over the course of the next two and a bit months. We've got the T20 World Cup beginning next weekend. We've got the Rugby League World Cup beginning next weekend as well. Players, at least from Australia, flying out. There are some Kiwis uh, already over there. Maybe the whole squad is over there, but I've definitely seen uh, some social media posts indicating that quite a lot of them are over there. Um, and then we've got probably the bit, well, definitely the biggest of them all, the Football World Cup beginning in just over a month's time um, in Qatar. So it's just amazing over the course of the next six weeks and the way it uh, pans out as well is you've got the T20 World Cup, as I said, beginning next week. The T20 and Rugby League World Cups both end, the, I think it's the weekend before the Football World Cup begins. In fact, the Rugby League World Cup ends, the final is two days before the Football World Cup begins. So it's a feast of sport. And then, of course, we'll have cricket locally as well. Um, an A-League and NBL as well. So a lot of sport to look forward to. But did you watch the cricket last night? Are you invested in this T20 World Cup? Are you on the bus, as Vossi and Brady would say? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. the open line number. You can text 0457-736-736. And are you convinced that Aaron Finch has turned things around? Um, and one more before a break, and then we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins and get to your texts and calls. Uh, last night... The Dragons confirmed Ben Hunt has recommitted to the Dragons Club, uh, which is, I think, good news for the Dragons. There's a bit of talk that he wasn't impressed with the offer last week and there was some line of thinking that he would go and uh, talk to other clubs. But, look, he was their best player this year and the season just gone 100%. But it has thrown a bit of doubt over the long-term future of Jaden Sullivan at the club. So he has inked a new two-year deal, Ben Hunt, with ju worth just less than $2 million to remain in the club until at least uh, the end of 2025. 
But the move will cast doubts over Sullivan, who is expected to ask for a release to join the Bulldogs next season. Now, Hunt won the club's Player of the Year award on Tuesday night, and he's off with the Australian team uh, today. It's a pleasing day for my family and I, he said. I'm very happy we were able to come to an agreement, as I always wanted to stay with the Dragons. I'm excited by the direction the club is headed, and I'm very much looking forward to playing my part in the Dragons' journey in the coming years. So I don't think anyone will argue that it's a really good uh, re-signing for the Dragons' Ben Hunt to remain there. I would just ask if there are any Dragons fans listening, though, and I saw a bit of this on social media yesterday as well, once it was announced that Ben Hunt was staying for the next few years. Um, although you're happy about that, are you worried that you're going to lose a couple of your star up-and-comers? And there's been a lot of talk about Jaden Sullivan, and there's a host of, well, at least three or four of these young Dragons players that people that have watched the Dragons, people watched lower grades that the Dragons really rate coming through the system. Are you worried you're going to lose some of them because you have kept Ben Hunt? But are you happy with Ben Hunt staying? It seems like it's a double-edged sword, but I think it's a good decision by the Dragons. Your thoughts on that? Any Dragons fans? Open line 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. So plenty on our agenda on this Thursday morning. Des Hasler, Daily Cherry Evans doesn't want to get involved. Des Hasler, is he going to be at Manly next year? Are you been overhearing about the story? And if not, if Des Hasler is to go over the course of the next week or so, who does Manly bring in? As I mentioned earlier, Shane Flanagan, Dean Young, Ben Hornby, Jason Riles, Josh Hannay, and Anthony Seabold names all floated. Who would be best to get Manly back on track if it isn't Des Hasler? Did you watch the cricket last night? Uh... What are your thoughts on it? Are you happy with Aaron Finch's performance? Are you invested? Are you looking forward to the T20 World Cup beginning next week? Would you be making any changes to this Australian team as well, the Australian squad for the T20 World Cup? Of course, Cameron Green's name has been mentioned quite a lot. Only scored 14 last night, though, in opening the innings. And asking you this morning as well, your sporting childhood heroes. Who are the players that you looked up to in any sport? You can give me a few while you were growing up. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 the open line number. You can send me a text, 0457 736 736. I'll get to your text, your calls in a second, and we'll also cross to Chris Perkins in the United States of America. It's 18 past 5, 18 past 4 on Queensland. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Good to have your company on this Thursday morning to America in a second. But just before that, let's go to the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our phone number. You can call any time. You'll get straight on. Michael from Marrickville is on the line. Morning to you, Michael. Good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, really well. How are you, mate? Yeah, really well, mate. Mate, um, some of my sporting heroes, mm. like I-, I love rugby league and there was many of them, but one particular that I actually ended up meeting up in the Northern Territory when I was playing soccer up there was Steve Rogers. Mm. And he was actually one of my favourite players, mate. He just made running and weaving look very easy when people were trying to tackle him. He was, and he was quite a gentleman, mate. When I met him up in Darwin, he was obviously retired. He was the general manager of um, Northern Territory Rugby League back then. Mm. And, um, mate, funny enough, he looked like my dad only with hair. My dad's name was Steve as well. But a really nice, lovely man. And, um, mate, some other guys that I really loved watching playing soccer was, um, like, Batistuta in soccer. Like, obviously, the legends of Ronaldo and Pele. Mm. 
Vatasuda, you know, people that may Van Basten, uh, Kevin Keegan, Kenny Dunbleach. I could go on forever, mate. I've followed a lot of sports since I was a little kid. I'm in my mid-50s now. But, um, yeah, it's great. Uh, sports, sports like music, I find, you know, it really balances you out and keeps you happy when your team wins and keeps you sad when your team's struggling, I guess. Does, doesn't it? And isn't mate, it? Loving your show, mate. Thanks, mate. And Michael, isn't it great when you do get to meet your childhood sporting hero? Not everyone gets to do that either. So with you and Steve Rogers, that would have been a special moment. Mate, it really was. I'll tell you another thing, mate. One of my other heroes, but it wasn't my childhood because we we're of similar age, was um, Wayne Pearce and, um, oh, what's his name? The Dipper. Dippier Domenico. Ah, yes, yes. I we, know were all staying in, we were all staying in the same resort in Bali, and I um, got to have dinner a couple of nights with my family and um, Wayne Pierce with his wife. It was, yeah, lovely people, mate. I was very fortunate, very lucky to meet such lovely people and people that I used to. I'm a Balmain supporter, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a privilege to meet him, mate. Hey, mate, been... thank you for your show. Loving it, mate. Getting me through my day, tell you. No worries. Have a great one. No worries, mate. Thanks. Call any time. Uh, yeah, it would have been great to meet uh, some of those guys that he just mentioned. You can uh, jump on the open line like Michael anytime. one 1170 the phone number. Uh, or you can text 0457-736736. There are some texts there. I'll get them in a moment or two. Childhood Sporting Heroes. Des Hasler. Manly, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? If not... Who should take the role of Manly Coach? Who would you get? Uh, the cricket last night, did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? Are you invested in the T20 World Cup coming up later uh, this month? And, in fact, in next week, we'll have full coverage of it here on SEN and also on Tradies News. Um, and any changes to that Australian squad? As I go to Chris Perkins in America, uh, I heard Matty White talking about this on our morning show yesterday, um, and we were talking about this with Chris just a couple of weeks ago, uh, but it has moved up a gear. An American multi-millionaire has held high-level talks with NRL officials about the prospect of taking a competition game to Utah. Get Chris's thoughts on that in a second. The development comes as head office considers reintroducing the World Club Challenge, an event that would give Penrith the chance to earn the only piece of silverware missing from its collection. Well, yeah, that's right. That hasn't been played since, well, 2020. Uh, I mean, the Roosters won that one. Now, the NRL, we know, has long held a desire to take a game to the United States, and now there's a renewed push to grow the sport in a new market. Uh, Power brokers at Rugby League Central will investigate the possibility of taking the opening round of the 2023 season to America, which would mark the first time a competition game has been staged outside of Australia or New Zealand. Several locations, including LA, have already been discussed as potential host cities, and now there is a bold new bid to bring up top-line rugby league content to the United States. So it was revealed, Adrian Brasenko wrote this article, uh, that US resident Paul Lange, uh uh, has pitched for a game, whether it be next year's season opener or another fixture, to be staged in Salt Lake City. He um, has outlined his vision to league power brokers um, in a bid to return the proposal into a reality. Utah has been put forward as the location because of its large Mormon and Polynesian populations. Giving one, given one in four U.S. Tongans live in the Beehive State, there is a belief the collision contest will be re well received by the locals. Chris Perkins is on the line. We're going to talk a lot of other stuff with Chris, but you were listening intently to that. Uh, Utah, I know uh, a few weeks ago we were talking about Chicago and we were talking about 
what game, Chris, whether it be AFL or NRL, would be more successful? What do you reckon about Utah as a venue uh, if the NRL was to bring a game over there? Good morning to you. Good morning. Seems rather random, you know, to, to think of a game outside of uh, a New York, Chicago, L.A., because those are our three biggest cities. Salt Lake City seems a little random, but you know, the demographics, uh, Polynesian community, I, I don't know the demographics of Salt Lake. Mm. Uh, I don't know the nuts and bolts of it. I love Salt Lake City. If you go there, if, if, you, if they do put it there, they're putting it in a gorgeous setting. Mm. It Salt is- Lake City, because it's surrounded basically by on three sides by mountains. The backdrops would be incredible visually on television. But I, hey, anywhere you have a rectangular field and a whole lot of seating could work for rugby league. Yeah, it is interesting as well. I heard Julissa Apps, uh, Channel Ten, and colleague here at SEN talking to Maddie White yesterday, um, and Maddie actually uh, put to her about how much interest there would be, not just from the American public, Chris, but from the Australian public as well. Um, and, and she had the opinion, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with her totally, but she had the opinion that uh, a lot of this talk it seems to be media-driven talk because uh, obviously a lot of people in the media would love to go over there and cover it. Now, I don't disagree uh, with that point, mm-hmm. but I do think there would be interest in... Look, uh, I I think there is no harm in trying to target some of the American market. Now, it may not work, work um, but the NRL and Rugby League don't lose anything by trying something. No, they, they really don't. I mean, you, you will get people who will who will check it out for, for curiosity's sake. NRL is shown on television over here. Mm. It's not much. It's in the middle of the night. Uh, but there there will be a passionate fan base for it, like there is for the AFL. Uh, and it's kind of a case, you know, you know, if you build it, they will come. Exactly. I mean, that, that could be what they're thinking about. And Salt Lake City, open, NRL season opens, what, late March? Uh, early March, yeah. Okay, early March. That's still kind of winter-ish time. Mm. And Park City's not all that far away. Somebody, you know, making a vacation, get to go skiing. Yeah. You get to see snow in the mountains. You know, you know, make it a whole holiday, and you know, I, I, I'm intrigued by the possibility uh, of something like that. Salt Lake just sounds random on the face of it, but you know, it could work. We'll see what unfolds if it actually does uh, come off. I'm sure we'll hear more about it if it does over the next few weeks. Uh, now, plenty on our agenda. Firstly, did you want to weigh into our sporting childhood heroes? I got a, quite a lot of texts. I'll get to after we have a chat, Chris. Anyone spring to mind for you? Yeah, the first one I thought of was a guy by the name of Brett Hall. Played right wing for the St. Louis Blues, among other teams, throughout a, about a 20-year NHL career. He was an absolute sniper in his uh, prime years in St. Louis. Uh, right when I was a teenager, 12 to 14 years old, watching hockey every, every night I could, every Blues game that was on television, I was watching it, and, and watching Brett Hall just snipe goals like crazy. Three straight years, over 70, his MVP year, his Hart Trophy year in 91, he scored 86 goals, which I think is still third most in, in a single season in NHL history, 86 goals. Wound up finishing his career with 741 goals, which is in the top 8 to 10 uh, all-time um, in NHL history for a career goal scary. 
But, yeah, he was absolutely my favorite player, and every game was must-see TV from the St. Louis Blues when he was playing. All right. Well, if you have a suggestion, uh, text them in or call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The open line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. You can text now. Uh, Aaron Judge. He's hit his sixty second home run. Yeah, what a way to start a ball game too. They the Yankees bat him lead off, which is not normal for a power hitter to bat lead off, but that's what the Yankees do. Let off their game last night. Back end of a double header yesterday against the Texas Rangers down in Arlington. And he leads off the game, crack, into the left field bleachers, 60-second home run, sets the American League record for most home runs in the season, and really officially ignites the debate. Because a lot of people, and I kind of put myself in this camp as well, consider him to be the true Major League record holder. Because unlike Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, the only three players who are ahead of him in the single-season home run list in history – He's the only one that does not have any taint of performance-enhancing drugs on him. The other three absolutely do. So this, this really inflames the debate. Okay, is Aaron Judge the real record holder, or is it Barry Bonds, who is officially listed in the record book with 73 home runs in 2001 as the, as the record holder? And that will be a debate that rages until somebody actually gets 74. So yeah. it, it won't go away, trust me. Do you think he can get 74? Not this year. They've only got one game uh, left. Nah, We've got a, a today's the final. Today's the final day. Of the, today's the final day of the MLB season. We have 16 games going on. Uh, a couple of teams had a rain out yesterday, mm. so they're playing a doubleheader today. But every game is absolutely completely pointless to play. The only reason <laughs> they're playing it is because tickets have been sold and television ads have been sold that need to be aired. Yes. So uh, because the playoffs, the playoff bracket, it is locked. We know the 12 teams. We know the matchups. Playoffs begin on Friday with, with the best of three wild card series um, to advance on to the divisional round of the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, today's game's pretty much pointless, but they're going to play them anyway because money must be made. It is funny when you get to the last round of different sports and uh, we have a final series uh, like we do here in Australia with both AFL uh, and NRL, like you're talking about with the baseball, and you kind of already know the matchup. So in rugby league's case this year, we had a matchup, uh, two, uh, two teams played each other uh, two weeks in a row, final round of the regular season, and then uh, the first week of the finals. It's funny how that does happen. Now, Chris, uh, I was at work yesterday. I was finishing up, and one of my colleagues, who you hear here on a Friday morning, Charlie Goodsir, pops his head over the desk and tells me about Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle. They might be getting divorced. Look, I was devastated when I heard this news, and then you messaged me about it and told me. What is the latest in this ongoing saga, Chris? Well, it dates back to when Tom retired for 40 days. Back ah. earlier this year, after the last NFL season, he retired. He did, yeah. It lasted less than six weeks when he said he was going to come back. Uh, apparently, Giselle is not happy, at least if you believe page six of the New York Post, because that's where this is getting reported. Giselle has apparently hired a divorce attorney. Oh, no. To, from and when you're hire when you're hiring attorneys, that means you are seriously in the doghouse. Now, I'm taking Giselle's side on this one. He obviously made a promise to her mm. that he was going to retire mm. and and um, and uh, walk away from football. 
and, and he backed away from that promise. He he made the commitment to go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. She wants her obviously wants her husband at home. She she worries about him. He's in a dangerous line of work. We've seen recently what happens to quarterbacks um, who take too many hits or take the wrong type of hits with Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, you know, he's 45 years old. He has nothing left to prove. She wants him home as a husband, wants him home as a father to their, their children. And, and the fact that he still wants to play football, she, she's not happy about that. So uh, I, I don't know if it's salvageable. I, I certainly, for, for the family's sake, for, for his sake and her sake, hopefully they can, they can put this, you know, get, get past this, uh, at, at the very least for the sake of the kids. But th- this is one of those tough ones. But I, I'm kind of taking Giselle's side on this one because, you know, he makes a promise. You know, he's, he's pretty much duty-bound to keep it, in my opinion. So we'll, we'll see what happens. This is early days. Nothing has been filed, from what I understand. I haven't seen any reports that any paperwork has been filed, but uh, apparently lawyers have been hired. So we, we are now producing what are known as billable hours. Well, there you go. Uh, Chris, you are Team Giselle. We'll see what happens over the course of the next few weeks and potentially months yeah. and potentially years with this story. Uh, now, NFL this weekend, what are the pick of the games to look out for, mate? Well, we've got uh, Thursday night football tomorrow. We've got uh, Indianapolis and Denver. Could be a decent one. I'm curious about the Miami-New York Jets game because I mentioned Miami and Tua you know, being injured. I don't know what the timeline on him coming back is. So it's Teddy Bridgewater, a starting quarterback, against the New York Jets with Zach Wilson, uh, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, that, that really young core they have at, at the New York Jets who, who just beat Pittsburgh uh, on Sunday. I'm intrigued to see this, see this game because – I think Miami, even though they're 4-0, they are gettable. If the Jets win this game, that's that's going to be a big confidence builder. Another good one is the Sunday night game, Cincinnati against Baltimore, and a couple of college games I want to mention to you mm. for Saturday. Uh, you got the Red River game uh, going on Saturday, uh, Saturday high noon Eastern, U.S. Eastern time between Oklahoma and Texas. This is a cool one. It's a neutral site game. They play in Dallas, which is about halfway between Norman, Oklahoma, and Austin, Texas, the home, home of the two campuses. But they played in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl right in the middle of the Texas State Fair. Every year is when, when they play this game. So you got the fair going on, all the fair rides, all the great fried food, and, and they fry up some weird stuff like Twinkies, Oreos. I think I've seen fried beer on the menu uh, uh, at one point from from the Texas State Fair. Uh, State fairs and fried food, they completely go together. The other game I want to mention, uh, this dates back to during the offseason. Nick Saban made some disparaging comments about Texas A&M and, and their purchasing, their, their recruiting class the last couple of years. Uh, Alabama and Texas A&M play this Saturday in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That should be a fun one just to watch the pregame meeting between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban on the field. All right, plenty to look forward to over the course of the weekend. That food uh, sounds interesting. Chris, I don't think I'd be trying any of it, but uh, good luck to anyone that does. Uh, We will have a chat next Tuesday and wrap it all up. Sounds good. Have a good day. You too, mate. Chris Perkins in the United States of America. Team Giselle for Chris. What team are you on?
0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. We do that all for Makita this season. Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. A couple of texts before a break asking you about your childhood sporting heroes. Carmelo says, the great Alan Border. Loved how he stood up to the great West Indies bowlers. Yes, I didn't get to see Alan Border play, but from all reports, just a fantastic player. Of course, former Australian captain. Uh, so, yeah, childhood heroes were asking uh, you on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 Dave also says on the text, Morning, Dan, uh, very excited to hear the players are heading over to the UK for the Rugby League World Cup today. Uh, I got my tickets for the two semifinals and the final yesterday. Uh, yes, I know they became available yesterday. I don't think they're all sold out. So if you fancy a trip to the UK, uh, yeah, no, uh, they did become available uh, yesterday. Enjoy that. Uh, that will be a lot of fun. Might see you over there. Thank you for those texts. Heap more. We'll get to them in a second. 0457 736 736, the text number. You can call the open line anytime. 1300 01 1170. Asking your childhood sporting heroes. Who was your childhood sporting hero when you were growing up? Uh, Manly, uh, fresh speculation on the future of Des Hasler. If he's not going to be there, who should be? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Also, the cricket last night, Australia winning on the final ball. Two drop catches by the West Indies in the last over. Did you watch it? Are you looking forward to the T20 World Cup? Of course, the next Australia-West Indies game is tomorrow night. You'll hear that on SEN. And Ben Hunt staying with the Dragons. Dragons fans, are you happy about that? Or you a bit worried about the future uh, if you keep Ben Hunt, which you are, but you may lose some of your rising stars. Let me know. Open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You can text 0457-736-736. Back with all your texts in a second. It is Tradies News in a Nutshell. It's 14 minutes to 6, 14 minutes to 5 in Queensland. NBL tonight, Illawarra Hawks in action, 7.30 tonight against the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Tomorrow on the show, Charlie Goodsir will join me. We'll have a, a bit of a chat about what he's most looking forward to uh, in the summer of sport um, and some of the sport happening this weekend as well. Big summer of sports. So we'll get his highlights of what he is most looking forward to over the course of the next few months as the summer of sport ramps up. And John Gallo will join me. Uh, we'll talk a lot of things with John, actually. A-League beginning tomorrow night. First round of the A-League EPL, of course, continuing this weekend as well. And we will continue our road to the World Cup as well. So that's all on tomorrow's show. In the meantime, back to the text 0457-736-736. Or you can call anytime, one 300 1170 uh, asking childhood sporting heroes this one from the Yeovil Truman he says hi Dan top of the sporting heroes list for me was Doug Walters uh, others that come to mind are Eric Sims and one from left field a wallaby called Robert Rosenblum I loved kicking a footy as a kid and those last two were the best at that skill at that time I also have to throw in my dad he had a long career in cricket rugby golf and tennis and we had the opportunity to play both senior cricket and rugby together. It's very nice. Uh, that one from the Yeovil Treeman. Yeah, uh, famous names in particular. Uh, Doug Walters and Eric Sims. Thank you for that one, Yeovil Treeman. This one from Simon, uh, sorry, sorry, from Simbas says, My sporting hero was Ciro. Uh, Paul Sirenen literally ran into him when I was four years old and have followed the Belmain and West Tigers ever since. Yes, uh, I remember. I actually remember, I don't remember a lot of his career, but I remember the night he retired. Pretty sure it was the night he retired, played his last game. It was pouring rain at Leichhardt Oval. 
absolutely pouring. Um, and still a packed-out house there. Was it 99, 98, somewhere around there? Uh, yeah, absolutely pouring, wasn't it, that, that night? Such a great player and still heavily involved in the game and such a great ambassador for the game as well. Now, um, another text here. Morning, Dan. This one from the Radelaide Rooster. Uh, morning, Dan. My heroes growing up were the great Rod Marsh, Alan Border, and Rocket Roger Clemens, an ex-Yankee, uh, ex-Yankees pitcher, Blue Jays, and Astros. Cheers, the Radelaide Rooster. Yes, a couple of nominations uh, for Alan Border. Of course, Rod Marsh, another famous name in cricket. Thank you, Radelaide Rooster. Uh, this one from Kev at Gordon on the re-signing of Ben Hunt for another few years. If you missed it, he's there until the end of 2025. was announced last night. Uh, Kev does say this, though. I have been a loyal Dragons fan for over 50 years, but I am in fear of the future with the lax recruitment of fresh blood. We need six times uh, Ben Hunt's. Uh, That's from Kev. Look, I understand. Uh, I do kind of agree where you're coming from, Kev. Look, I think Ben Hunt had to stay at the club. I think it's vital that you have someone like him at the club. But by the same token, you don't want it to come at the expense of some players that will be there a lot longer than him. Now, he's their best player at the moment, has been definitely this year, probably for the past couple of years. But you don't want to be losing a lot of the rising stars because of that. Now, hopefully the Dragons can work out a way where they can keep everyone. But as I said, Jaden Sullivan looks likely to link up with the Bulldogs. Uh, it's an interesting point, Kev. It's, just, yeah, it's a really, really... Um, interesting one. Uh, thank you for your text. We'll get to a couple more after the break. 0457 736 736 if you want to drop us a text or you can call the open line. 1300 01 1170. Disappointing result for New South Wales in the Sheffield Shield against Western Australia. Western Australia ending up winning by eight wickets. Uh, New, Ze- uh, New Zealand, New South Wales all out for 162 in their second innings. Western Australia winning by eight wickets. Their second innings, two for 85. Queensland and Tasmania on the way today in the Sheffield Shield. And also uh, football, a lot of Champions League matches getting underway in about five or so minutes. The breakfast shows will keep you across all of them. Back to the text. This one says, Hi, Dan. We have rightly given a lot of airtime to the NRL after the grand final. However, I wanted to make mention of the Opals, and in particular, Lauren Jackson, one of the most inspirational sports persons ever. Six years after retirement, 10 years since representing Australia, a bronze medal in the World Cup is a great bookend to an amazing career. Yeah, I watched a bit of that on Saturday afternoon. You're 100% right. Disappointing uh, that they couldn't go into that um, final for gold or silver, but still bronze medal. A great achievement. And the Chookman on Childhood Heroes, he says, Hi, Dan. Tomo for me. I used to try and bowl like him. Were you successful? Uh, thank you for that one, Chookman, and thank you for all the texts. Uh, looks like Novak Djokovic may well be back in Australia for the Australian Open. Uh, Craig Tiley, speaking yesterday, said the Australian Open is, is Open is on track to have all the top players back. So we will see what happens uh, there. One more text very, very quickly from Arthur. My sporting hero was one of the four original mortals, Bobby Fulton. Uh, Bobby Fulton, scorer of two greatest tries you'll ever see in the GF 1973 and arguably had the greatest influence over his 55 years in the game. Got to speak to him one-on-one for 20 minutes before the 2007 Grand Final. That from Arthur from Paddington. Thanks for all your texts this morning. Breakfast on its way. I'll catch you tomorrow morning. John Gallo, Charlie Goodsir will join me. Have a great Thursday.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.